welcome back and I believe it's day eight and we are finally joined once again after a day's absence by Chris and he landed just in time to see Sweden get the one-two in the discus. Fava brother officeria, endligen. Finally, Sweden got a couple of medals. They have, uh, they've been waiting a while. The problem with Sweden is that a lot of the medal hopes are in the team competitions, like the men's and women's handball, the women's football, which are a lot of effort and the reward may be at the end. So, yeah, finally on the board. Did you watch the discus? I did. It was brilliant. It was. And I'm really, uh, really happy, first of all, for Daniel Stoll and Simon Pedersen. But I really like Daniel Stoll just before and just after his final throw, shouting, I am a Swedish Viking in English. So really <laughs> playing to the uh, audience at home. Good for them. Good for them. I have a question for you, though. And it's something that, I, that comes up a lot with the athletics, which is, do you think we have reached the maximum in some things? of the human ability. So like, say for the discus, the record for the discus has stood for, I think, 25 years. Um, That would be Jürgen Schult competing for East Germany. He threw 74.08 in 1986 and no one's touched that in 25 years. Do you think like we have have reached how far you can throw a big plate? Um, the plate, perhaps the throwing. I mean, the javelin got broken not so long ago, right? Mm. So I don't know. I'm not in a position to to say. Maybe we just need bigger guys. You know, Daniel Stahl is two meters tall, six foot seven, and I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we need to be going up to two meters fifteen to create <laughs> the super beasts. Um, people are getting larger. So why not stronger? And I know technique is a big part of it, but yeah, why not? Okay. And then what about, like, do you think we'll ever see a sub 9.5 run? Yes. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Well, we, we just, just today we had the second fastest women's 100 meter time ever. Yeah. And there was a bit of a wind as well. There wasn't too much, but there was, it wasn't uh, one of these wind assistance runs either. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, with a good windy day, something below two meters per second, like 1.9, you never know. <laughs> that was a great win for Elaine Thompson. Hurrah, wasn't it? It was, it was really good. Um, and I have put my cards on the table um, many Olympopods ago. And I've said that I personally think that the hundred meters is a bit too quick. Mm. Um, love a bit of a 200, 400 myself, but no, it was good. Uh, the spectacle was, was very good. And it was, uh, it was, it was fantastic watching all the heats and then the build up to that final. The build up, the lights going out as well and the spotlight on each of them, they really do make a big effort for the hundred in particular. Yeah. And Jamaica got the one, two, three. Mm. Now, I tell you what though. And they, they said it on the commentary I was listening to. Not the best of friends. I think that's putting it lightly. They straight out don't like each other, those. <laughs> the, the other two, <laughs> Shelly Ann Fraser-Price and Sharika Jackson, the uh, silver and bronze medalists. They were hanging out together, but really, the extent of the congratulations was a cold tap or two on the shoulder. Afterwards, they... Um, not the best of friends was uh, what the BBC commentary explained it as. Something to do with the coach, I think, uh, leaving one of them at one point. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's an individual sport. 
Yeah, and it puts a bit of a dampener on yesterday's theme of friendship um, mm. because it's actually something that I've really noticed and I don't know if it's because there's fewer people there, so there's fewer coaches as well as not having your uh, family and friends there. But I've really felt like, particularly in the gymnastics, but really across the board in all events, the competitors really seem to be supporting each other and, you know, really congratulating each other, you know, there's been a lot of very close battles and, and, and even obviously I'm going to talk about the weightlifting, um, even in the weightlifting, you know, people really coming up to console people for not getting lifts. And it's, it's maybe it's, I'm noticing it more, maybe it always happens, but it's something that I've really thought that has really struck me, um, of these games. It does seem to be a lot more cross team camaraderie. Well, with no fans in there, it does put the focus on the athletes and coaches even more and the reactions between them. And also you see in the stadiums now, particularly in the swimming recently, but also in gymnastics, a lot of other athletes going to watch them. So uh, you're getting a, a good or better feel for what it's like. And longtime fans of the Olympopod will know just how much I enjoy the Olympic Village shots in the official film. So we're kind of getting a feel for that as well here. Now, I'm going to admit that this is probably the least prepared I've been for any bonus Olympopod yet, which in itself is quite an achievement. Um, and that's because last night I got really into the mixed triathlon relay. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it because all of my notes are, and it is kind of building on friendship that you mentioned yesterday, the mixed relays and the mixed events. That's what it's all about, I think, today. Andy Murray even sent a tweet out last night and just saying how great the mixed events are. Mm. Um, and I, I hope, I, I did see a couple of skept skeptics out there saying that like, oh, the mixed uh, relay, the 4x400 is over before it's uh, even been put into the schedule. But I think they've, I think it's a really great inclusion. Mm. I've really enjoyed them. I start with the triathlon then. Tell us about what you saw. Again, going into there's a there's a sweet spot for me uh, of sports and the lengths that I like. And generally speaking, the triathlon is just a bit. It's not the best spectator sport, mm -hmm. but I think because you have these four legs of I think it's is it three hundred it's three hundred swim, eight kilometer cycle, ten kilometer run. Do not quote me on that, but I, that feels right. It feels right, even if it's wrong. So you really get invested in every single leg of it. Um, really brilliant. Uh, team GB took the gold, very deserved gold. They seem like a really good team and a very supportive team. The final leg was a lot closer than I think people necessarily thought just by the lead that Team GB had, but there was quite a battle at that end with um, Alex E, Team GB and Vincent Louise of uh, France. But really good, Chris. Really good. I'm delighted for Johnny Brownlee as well, also of the GB team, finally completing his medal collection. He's had a bronze, he's had a silver, often in the shadow of his brother, but now he's got his gold medal and will retire after this. At what, the ripe old age of 31, I think? <laughs> Going into the sunset. <laughs> Actually, I saw um, an interview with Simone Biles that was conducted uh, just before the games and it was different questions fielded from Instagram. And one of them was, point of it was to challenge perceptions of the sport. And one of the questions that came to her was like, one of the perceptions is that you retire really young um, and your career is over very quickly. And she was like, well, you know, not at all. Like some people compete up until 
25, 26. <laughs> so it, it's, that's, that is absolutely false. Debunked right here. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. More mixed stuff. And there was mixed swimming as well, which uh, we've spoken about on the, the pod before. And the mixed 4 by 100 meter medley relay. Uh, Great Britain won that again. Uh, ahead of, they really like these mixed relays, huh, Great Britain? Uh, beating China and Australia. In the Australian team, we've got a contender for one of the best names in the entire Olympics, Zach Stubble D. Cook. Good name. Yes, good name. Up there alongside Japanese handballs Hiroki Motoki, I think, for the, the top names uh, I've seen so far. He was part of that bronze medal mixed medley team and also with a men's 200-meter breaststroke gold earlier on in the week. My favorite name so far has been on the Team USA gymnastics men's team. Um, now, it's the best nickname because Brody Malone um, is known as a bit of a cowboy back home and he's called the Brodio. Oh, God. It's very American. <laughs> <laughs> We, if we're talking about the mixed relays, we're going to have to talk about the four by four hundred on the track. Um, and and talking as you said, the team GB really loved the mixed relays. Well, the Polish, the Polish are just they get it so right on the track for relays, and it was a very decisive win for Poland. Delighted for them, delighted for them. A gold for them, and then though, Ruth. Silver for Dominican Republic and bronze for USA. Two teams which, as of recording yesterday, you rightly mentioned, were both disqualified from the semifinals and then reinstated. Yeah. yeah. Look, all I'll say (laughs) on this point is that I would hope that the Olympic officials are more knowledgeable than me and make better Mm. judgment calls than me. It's their job. So, yeah. They went yeah, through and they got the go. silver and gold. So well done to them. Although one thing that I find very controversial is how you're allowed to mix up your uh, members. So like it, you don't have to use the people you used in the heats or semis. I just I just uh, think you can, you can have some reserves because there's always injuries and whatever. Uh, but no, I think that I would scrap that along with the along with my new cap on gold medals. And a relook on whether we need team sports. <laughs> why? Why should there be reserves? But how do you know? Like, how can do you have to prove you're injured to be replaced? But like, th- there'd be a difference between having two women and a reserve woman, two men and a reserve man, versus having your entire track contingent, because that's always going to then be. Ah uh, no no you had to choose though you had to choose which which people were eligible. Okay, I I heard that one team had seven available. Yeah, I think that was the max. Okay. Um, Ireland, for example, had six, and people were wondering why isn't Thomas Barr in there because he qualified with them, but he wasn't included in the six because he was running the 400 meter hurdles on the same day as the semifinals, so he wanted to focus on that. Yeah, fair enough. I originally did think there were six. Yeah, um, I don't know why one team got seven. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you who doesn't like mixed team competition Pierre de Coubertin in his grave true but someone who's alive and competing at the moment or was competing until very recently go on Novak Djokovic yeah yeah poor poor Noli but he was uh, 
as you mentioned a few days ago, making a big effort to get back on the, the right side of the press and rebuild his public reputation. Then lost the semi-final, which is fair enough. No big deal. Lost mixed double semi-final. Okay, it can happen. But then lost his shit in the bronze medal game, threw his racket, lost that game, then decided his shoulder was injured and pulled out of the mixed doubles bronze medal match and left poor Nina Stojanovic without a partner and losing. How annoyed would you be if you were Nina Stojanovic? I would be extremely annoyed. I think that's terrible, honestly. Yes. Maybe he just maybe he does have a shoulder injury. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not happy about yeah. that. Novak, you are doing so well, and you have once again fallen in the Olympopods' favor. That will be a huge, huge blow to him. Oh yeah. But talking about professionalism, do you know who I thought have been great throughout all of this? Weightlifters. Yeah, well, obviously, but and actually, there is a there is a weightlifting. Side note to this, but no, uh, the uh, volunteers—they've ah. been great. I th- I think they've been great, and um, I I particularly yes, weightlifting. Okay, you 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 call that one right. There was a couple of moments when people were angry at the judgments of the lifts and of the results of uh, inquiries. And there's one guy who is his job is to be in the corridor of the. Uh, from where the weightlifters are waiting behind before they go up onto the stage. And he's so calm and collected and huge. And he just kind of like pats people on shoulders and just goes, okay, it's all right now. We'll just go over here. And he's great. He's great. I love him. He's my hero of the game so far. There you go. You have to find out what his name is. Yeah. Have him on the pod. Um, <laughs> I also really like the cameramen who have to kind of stand perched up on top of um, motorbikes. Big fan of them. Shout out to them. Haven't seen those. Do you- <laughs> Where are <laughs> that, they? That they? They were in the triathlon. Uh-huh. Uh, ah, yeah, okay. They so they're sitting at the back of the motorbike, uh, facing the other way with the camera held up. Okay, I see. Or behind. Now, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I now yeah. I get you. Yeah, now I get you. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. Sticking to the professionalism, you talked about the less than perfect commentary mm. from the Olympic Broadcasting Service. And it has come out that Eurosports has now dropped the official Olympic Broadcasting Service uh, commentators for the rest of the football at the games. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe they'll do it for handball as well. <sighs> oh? No, well, it just continues to be terrible. And a... Good friend of mine, Anetta, just sent through a petition for the guy who I was talking about the other day to get rid of him from his specialized sport of cycling. So this is a, this is a petition. I'll, I'll say the first couple of paragraphs from it. If you've watched Eurosport Cycling, you'll know. <laughs> Please contact Eurosport slash GCN individually as well as signing. Maybe they'll finally listen. And um, should I mention the guy's name or just leave it? People who want to know can ask me or ask us. <laughs> uh, you can write into the show and we'll give all the gossip. Or just watch <laughs> Handball from the OBS and chances are, at least half the time, this guy is on, continuing to do everything wrong. Well, look, the Winter Olympics start in 188 days. Maybe they will come to their senses and uh, we'll be commentating on the ski jumping. Yeah, I think that's kind of kind of the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, Not sure that's exactly what I'm aiming for here, but okay. <laughs> God, that lad jumped very far fair play to yeah him. yeah that's kind of, <laughs> that's that's kind of the issue with this 
The point of it is, let people who know the sports do the sports. Yeah, and actually, the it's end. one thing that, I, that I've quite enjoyed is um, there's been quite a few charismatic athletes who have come through in the last kind of 10, 15 years who are now retired, mm. who they've got interviewing the athletes. And it's yeah. a lot more sensitive and it's a lot more informative, I think, also for the viewers. So I think that I think that's a good step forward. Greg Rutherford uh, has been doing a good job uh, on the track. Mm. So more of that, maybe. And on that note, why are you watching tonight and tomorrow, Chris? Obviously, the track and field. Men's 100 meter final. Yeah. Which uh, I think will be quite wide open. Uh, which is good. Uh, swimming, I think, is slowly but surely coming to an end. So go enjoy that uh, if you can. Also, at what point, what does Rory McIlroy and Shane Larry have to do to get your attention in the golf tomorrow? I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably have a look mm-hmm. at the highlights. I don't know if if it turns out like with five holes to go. Am I speaking the lingo correctly? Um, I, yeah. I might, I might tune in. That might be. The correct time. I'll keep okay. a good eye on uh, the Team Ireland's Twitter page. And if it looks like that I should be watching, I'll give it a bash. A gold's a gold. A gold's a gold. Yeah. Particularly in Ireland. <laughs> um, actually, I do have a correction on the viewing. <laughs> and it's quite an embarrassing one. And I think it kind of um, is a bit of an insight into my sleep-deprived being at the moment, which is that mm. uh, I, I was talking down BMX freestyle, which I still will. I still will. Like it, it's fine, and I'm delighted for them all to be there and having fun. BMX racing, as I've said, is fantastic. But I was talking about BMX freestyle at these games before they started, and it turns mm. out Eurosport had just been directing me to some qualifiers that took place last month. So I, <laughs> so this week I was <laughs> watching BMX freestyle when I didn't even need to be. <laughs> No, non-Olympic viewing during the Olympics, Ruth. I know. Now, I'll be honest, I only gave it about 25 or 30 minutes of my time, but that's that's precious sporting viewing time. time. Yeah, that's a lot of time. So maybe tomorrow I'll dip into the official Olympic BMX freestyle to say that I have given it a go. Good. And I'll get back to people tomorrow about how that how that went. Oh, and before we go, because go we must surely Mm. do, just before we began recording, I got a message from... Ashley in Burkina Faso, who said that when she got a shout out at the end of day six uh, bonus, that she audibly squealed with delight. So if, you, so if you would like to audibly squeal with delight, do get in touch. Uh, we, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Olympopod. We're on email at Olympopod at gmail.com. So if you would like to audibly squeal uh, when we mention your name, get in touch. Uh, tell us where you're viewing from and what you've enjoyed so far. Bye. And uh, yeah. Tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow's another day. 